Hello and welcome to Sunday Epiphanies. I am your host, Linz. I am a stroke survivor with a passion for personal development. On this podcast, we talk about my epiphany that I've had this past week. I am in no way telling you what to think. I just want to give you a little bit of my perspective. Please follow, like, review and subscribe to this podcast. And I hope to see you next Sunday. Hello everyone and happy Sunday. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different than what I have been putting out um, normally. It is allergy, anaphylaxis, celiac um, awareness month and for me I have another Instagram um, called the allergy table where I discuss my life about living with allergies, multiple food allergies and the struggles and the positivity that has come from that and I really wanted to share on another platform just really bringing awareness to living with allergies and things that most people don't know about, the struggles um, that can really be benefited to you even if you don't have allergies to understand what it's like to live with allergies and understand what it's like to live with invisible conditions and yeah I think that I really want to share my story and other people's story um, with you guys so every Sunday this month I'm going to be sharing a clubhouse room recording just very quickly just little snippets of the conversation it is with one of a really big allergy advocates online, um, Amanda Orlando, who is everyday allergen free. And we're just going to do um, a podcast, uh, we're just going to do a clubhouse room every Monday and talking about just very different topics, quite unspoken topics in the community. And I just wanted to share a little bit of the conversation that that we have on this podcast to share just to bring more awareness to this condition so I hope you guys like it I hope you enjoy the podcast and it's different but please let me know if you want to come to the rooms if you like this sort of thing and yeah I'm just really happy to share another part of my life with you so happy Sunday and I will see you next Sunday with another clubhouse room. So yeah, so we're just going to talk about allergies and alcohol. I think it's really hard, especially like as a teenager, um, it was really hard just anyone talking about um, alcohol, especially like just discussing it. My Me and my mom had a very open conversation and relationship about alcohol and about saying no but also about that it was okay to drink alcohol if you felt safe and drinking at the home but now I think as an adult there's a lot more allergens in alcohol and it that does worry me and that wasn't the case when I was a kid it was just mainly like nuts and gins and things so I think it's a really important topic to have. Um, Alcohol lowers inhibitions. It's, you know, it's a social lubricant. It's a massive part of the UK culture and socialising. And 
it's a it's a massive topic to have and a lot of people just don't have it so I think yeah I really want to hear like everyone else's opinion especially like not a lot of you like no one's from the UK here in this room so I yeah I'd love to hear like whether alcohol was a part of your culture um how you were raised on alcohol how you see it now so Amanda yeah if you want to talk about your experiences um well similarly to what you were saying like alcohol was definitely open in our home like we didn't have any like strict family culture about alcohol my parents are they love wine they're really into wine um and it was just like always around casually and um even from the time that I was young we'd always have like my brother and I were always allowed to have like a bit of wine in our ginger ale like it was very casual my parents didn't really have any rules about it and it was more like they just didn't want us to think of it as this like like bad thing and like rebel by drinking hot so um it was pretty open though we never really talked about it in the frame of food allergies um it was more like my mom always just said stick to wine and beer stick to things that are like one ingredient when you can stick to things you know like never just try something new um because you don't know what's in it you know and we would always read ingredients labels whenever they existed but at least in Canada, there's no, there's actually no requirements um, for liquor to be ingredient labeled. So I don't know why, because you ingest it the same way that you would with food. But anyways, for whatever reason, it's exempt for now. And sometimes it was confusing if we didn't really know whether we could have something or not. But we had like a few liqueurs and stuff in our home that we all liked. And they were like Italian cultural drinks. And we just kind of like stuck to those things. Um, and then when I went off to like later and like near the end of high school and, um, in university and stuff, like I did drink a lot socially with friends. Um, I know like it kind of differs depending on where you are in Canada, the drinking age is 18 or 19, depending on where you are in the country. But obviously, you know, people drink like, (laughs) um, and even though I, we never had this like explicit conversation about drinking and food allergies, I always did do certain things to make sure that I was safe. Like I would only drink something that I had drank before. I would always still read the ingredients on something when I bought it. Um, I would never like, it was really popular in university for people to play this game called King's Cup, where you put all your drinks in one bucket and then one person at the end has to drink it. Whenever a game like that would come around, which was pretty often, I would just kind of like suddenly like we call it the Irish goodbye I don't know where you just leave without saying anything and I was kind of famous for that because I would just like be like eh, not for me and I would just leave um so I did have little things that I did to keep myself safe but um yeah my parents and I never had like an explicit food allergy and alcohol conversation but I will say that it became more complicated I think as I got older because when I was in university, people tended to drink, like, any party you went to, it was, like, the same, um, I don't know, like, the same cheap beer everywhere, so if it was safe for me, like, it was kind of easy to navigate, um, because no one was really, like, trying new interesting things until I got to be into my, like, later 20s and stuff, and then suddenly, like, people would drink all different kinds of wine and all different kinds of liquor and things where I was like, I don't even know what the ingredients are on this. And um, anyways, I just feel like it got more complicated as I got older. And then 
it suddenly became really popular to put Casey in and wine. Like, I don't know why. Or maybe I just started reacting to it more. Um, but yeah, now I can, I have to be like super, super careful about the wine I drink because wine actually has a lot of stuff in it that um, you wouldn't think is in there. And I pretty much just don't really drink that much anymore. Not that I'm like against drinking, I just find it easier not to. Um, and I just have like a couple things that I stick to if I do feel like having a drink. So yeah, it just like became more complicated, I guess, as I got older. And so that's how I felt like I could connect to my friends and make new friends. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, sorry if I'm interrupting. No, no, no. Um, yeah, I always felt very relieved when I was younger if people were like, oh, let's go out for a drink. Because I was like, cool, yeah. I can order. I Like in Toronto, I know exactly what I can order and where. Um, and a lot of times I wouldn't even tell a bartender or a server about my allergies if I was just ordering a beer or like just ordering, you know, something that I always ordered. Um, and it was kind of like a relief for me. But if people were like, oh, let's go out for food, then suddenly that was more stressful. So I totally get what you mean. And especially with dates too. Like if a date was like, oh, do you want to just like go out for a drink? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so much easier. I don't have to navigate any other things. I mean, I don't have, you know, I don't have a fish allergy. I don't have a dairy allergy. So with alcohol for me, it's been, and I don't have a gluten allergy. So for me, alcohol has been quite easy. I'm, and there's a lot more alcohols now that are coming out that have nuts or peanut butter extract or almond extract yes. and things like that. So for me, actually, it's it's getting, like you say, like as you get older, when you more that you research into things, you're like, oh, wow. Like actually, <laughs> there's a lot of alcohols mm -hmm. that I never even imagined could have an allergen in them. And then when you find out that, things can be made with certain allergens you're like oh, like is there no safety for me <laughs> like I thought well, honestly that's how I felt with wine because growing yeah. up we always had wine in the house like it was just always around and I used to just drink any wine and then as I started getting into my early 20s I started getting a really red hypey face whenever I would drink certain wines and I just thought like maybe it's I don't know it was like it didn't seem like anything serious so I just continued drinking the wines. And then I noticed like some wines would make me feel like super ill, like mm. immediately, like not a hangover, but like this is like immediate sick feeling plus hives. And I was like, okay, hey, this is getting weird. And then one time I was at the cottage and I had literally one sip of this wine and my whole face turned like white with hives. And it didn't go anaphylactic, like I just took Benadryl and, and like took it easy and it was fine. But I was like, this is getting to be too much, like this is stressful now. And the thing that I used to lean on as like drinking a glass of wine was like my one of my go-to drinks. I was like, I don't think it can be that anymore. Sometimes yeah. I wish that I could go back to that naive teenager that was like just being able to drink whatever she wanted to drink. But I don't know, maybe, yeah, maybe it does depend on the allergens. I'm not sure. I never felt like I can just order anything. Like, I I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of alcohols that are popular here that have dairy or nuts in them. And actually, it's funny because the, re the reason that I looked into the ingredients of wine in the first place, um, it wasn't even because of that, like, terrible set of hives that I got that time. It was because one day I was in 
at we have the LCBO, which is like where you buy liquor in Ontario. And I was walking through the store, and this wine, this stack of wine bottles, they all had this black marker across through the ingredients. For some reason, it was like mm. underlining something, and I, it just caught my eye. And I feel like you know we're just like very intuitive for catching ingredient labels and things. And um, I just picked up this bottle of wine to see why an ingredient was underlined. And it said contains casein. Mm. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. So then I looked it up at home. And sure enough, casein actually is pretty common in wines. And I was like, okay, this explains why I started to react to things. Because it's like becoming a lot more popular. Um, Whereas egg and fish used to be more common. Like now whey powder and casein are becoming really common. So it's like such a weird thing for me. The immersion of craft beer there's a lot of people using extracts in craft beer so oh God, yes. it's just like actually what's safe is just like the old school you know lagers and stouts like guinness yeah. for me is just like safe and i try i used to like be obsessed with craft beer and go oh i try this i try this and then i realized like actually like some people are putting you know extracts in that I wouldn't know because they didn't they don't have to label it and so it's a bit scary and like cross-contamination are they using the same barrels like who knows and so and because they don't have to label it like it doesn't matter and yeah so that that's scary I think you know do you tend to then go because of your dairy allergy do you tend to go for like vegan options when you go to alcohol so I used to always order, like, vodka cranberries. That was, like, at, at one point in my life, that was, like, my drink. And I would always watch the bartender for a little while before I ordered my drink. And if I noticed her using the shot measurer on, like, a bunch of gin bottles or, like, a Frangelico bottle or something like that, then I wouldn't order alcohol that night. We're mature, maturer, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um we start to read into things we listen to more people we have different reactions you know we care more about our safety when we're getting older um yeah like we know that the world isn't protecting us anymore it's like ordering a glass of wine in a restaurant yeah i really miss that (laughs) i think wine and champagne is my safety drink Mm-hmm. And so the fact is, like, if it's, that's not even your safety drink, like, it is, like, like, I have to remember that, that that's a benefit of my allergens in that sense, right. you yeah. know, and then there are certain things that you have that I can't have, like, you know, so I yeah. think it's, it's just important to understand all different types of allergens and how it affects everyone. I really like, um, that's a few hours outside Toronto, and I just... And I know I can have the wine, so I just order a case of it, like, every six months. And then I just have some wine that I can have on hand. But I really, I do miss shopping for wine. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you took something away from it and it made you think. And I will see you next Sunday. Have a profound week.